Hi, I'm Christina Carrera. And I'm Anthony Ponomarenko. And you're listening to This Week in Skating. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. Today, we are joined by U.S. ice dancers Christina Carrera and Anthony Ponomarenko. Christina and Anthony are the 2023 U.S. bronze medalists. Last month, they finished fourth at the Four Continents Championships. In 2022, they won bronze at the event. Next week, Christina and Anthony will head to Japan, where they will compete in their first world championships. So we want to welcome Christina and Anthony to This Week in Skating. Hi, Christina and Anthony. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) So before we talk about worlds, I like to ask this question at the end of the season. And since we're almost at the end of the season, I want to ask it to you guys. So if you could sum up your season so far in one word, what would that word be and why? I know I'm throwing a hard one at you right at the beginning. <laughs> Maybe for me, uh, like for us, growth. I, I feel like we grew a lot. Like last off season, Anthony had surgery and um, we had some time apart and we kind of had to rebuild as a partnership. And I think that made us stronger and better and it helped us grow. So that's the word I would go with. <laughs> I'd go with uh, resilience. I think um, it took a lot, especially with the um, with the surgery and a little bit of a different season than what we're used to. I think it took a lot of resilience to get to where we are now and uh, to finally be happy and comfortable um, after some some rocky rocky roads. So tell us a little bit about the surgery, Anthony. What what did you have repaired? I um, had my right ankle uh, repaired, my talus joint. And what did that involve? Like the, I know that you did a lot of rehab. Yes. Yeah. So I was, um, I was six weeks, uh, non-weight bearing after the surgery. And after that, um, which I spent after the surgery, I spent most of the time in Colorado Springs. Um, and then after the non-weight bearing, there was a progression for me to walk again. And that was just walking, which was just putting weight on it slowly. And that was another couple, couple weeks, I'd say three or four before I'm without crutches, without a boot, just fully walking. It took about 10 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks. Um, from there I, I returned to London. Um, and I was given a plan of only skating at first. It was like 20 minutes. And then again, 20 minutes. Then I was increased to like 25, uh, by the end of the weeks, um, I was at 30. So it was, even when returning back on the ice, it was so, so slow. And I was really limited to only kind of uh, how they called it snowplow Sam um, exercises where oh. two foot stops and kind of one foot power pulls and not even that. Like I was only allowed to skate on two feet for a couple yeah, weeks. So. Week. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh>. So. <laughs> it was, it was very difficult to kind of, to be given the opportunity to skate again, and then only be able to skate for 20 minutes. And then, you know, knowing that I could do more, but just knowing that 
if I did more, it would then, it wouldn't benefit me in the long run. Um, so I had a great team around me that kind of supported me and also made sure that my return to the ice was, uh, was correct. So we, that really getting back into it, I, we only started run throughs and we finished choreography like middle of August, I'd say. So you got a bit of a later start than most teams because you were in recovery. That must have taken a lot of patience on your part and on yours, Christina, going and only being able to skate that amount of time, knowing that you're a competitive ice dancer and ice dance is this fiery discipline where you just want to go out there and, and charge ahead. How did you manage that? How did you manage wanting to do more and and That's, keeping focused on what the the plan was? I think uh, our, my team, honestly, um, Scott and uh, even the medical staff behind everything, they really kept kept me in it. They motivated me, and also when things got tough, when the competition started, and we we saw our uh, number one competitors or even just competitors in general, like competing scoring well getting medals like that all was very very difficult so my team my team helped me kind of get back into it they told me you're on your own plan like we like we have a we have a plan for you and it involves a really heavy second half of the season and it's now it's really time to focus on um recovery and getting better so and also i have to say like christina she was so patient with me like coming coming back like I only had to skate 20 30 minutes at first and she skated by herself for for months so she was very patient as well and having everyone like that around me it helped me in the long run yeah I think just like trusting the process trusting our plan and uh like knowing that skating extra would end up hurting us in the fall because ultimately we we wanted to do our grand prix and that was kind of the goal was to be ready for the grand prix we were just really trusting the process with our coaches like we even came to montreal to do choreography and that was in like july and all the other teams we were just starting our programs like our programs were starting from scratch and all the other teams were training parts and getting ready for champs camp and high performance camp and all these other federation stuff and um like we wanted to go and i remember very fast telling us like calm down you're not competing next week like you need you need to take your time just focus on yourself you don't need to skate full out right now like we're just learning steps and just like having that energy of the calmness really really helped us i think that sounds fascinating i i can't imagine going through all of that And I think Anthony's word of resilience is really key when you think about where you started the season, where you are now, and now you're going to the world championships. I mean, we, we of course set some goals before champs camp and we, we discussed worlds, but at the time it felt like such a, like a distant, distant goal, distant dream. Like we had so many events and so many different things that we had to do beforehand um that it was almost just kind of like uh, a dream so um and I thought of that today I was like wow like in August we were at champs camp and we were doing our programs and we were skipping elements because we weren't ready and just like seeing us now uh, we're in Montreal like seeing us 
do run throughs with some of the best in the world. Like it's um, it's an honor, honestly. And um, I didn't, uh, obviously it was a goal, but we always, we always told ourselves like one season at a time, one competition at a time. So it was, it was a distant thing in the back of the mind. Yeah. When did you guys find out you were going to worlds? Was it before four continents or after four continents? Um, And did you have, did you guys have a feeling that you might be going to Worlds just based on the fact that Caitlin and Jean-Luc had petitioned for a spot, but you weren't sure if they would be taking that spot and going? Mm-hmm. Well, when we heard they were petitioning for the spot, we assumed that they would go, obviously, they, that they would get the spot because they, they've earned it with their previous um, results and everything. Um, and then after four continents, obviously all the coaches talked and they kind of told us to like be ready and, uh, just in case, cause like they hadn't made a final decision, but just to be ready. And, uh, and then we, we learned like the, the week that it came out, we, we learned that we were going, we were very happy. Yeah. And how has training been going for worlds? Um, did, have you been making any changes to your program since four continents? Yeah, we made uh, quite a few changes in the rhythm dance. The free dance, some minor changes, but the bigger ones are in the rhythm dance. Now I'm going to ask about the rhythm dance here. Now that we're almost done with the season, what did you guys think of not having a pattern in the rhythm dance? Loved it. (laughs) Love the choreo step. (laughs) Well, looking at the season that we had and the injury that we discussed previously, like, I think it was a blessing that we didn't have the compulsory dances because in training, the compulsory dance takes an hour, an hour and a half every day of your time away from, away from now that we're, we're training elements during that time and working on our skating skills and doing things that um, we normally wouldn't with compulsories just because it takes so much drilling, so much time, so much effort to try to nail the key points and make the dance look good. So it, for the season that we're having now with the delayed um, beginning, like we we really love not having the compulsory dance. Mm-hmm. I also think it makes the program more interesting because everyone's doing something different. You don't have like 20 teams repeating the same sequence. And <laughs> like usually we're really focused on the key points because that's like that's the money maker. Um, so like the presentation kind of goes goes away a little bit. And with the choreo step, it just it just adds life to the program, I think. It took me <laughs> a couple of events to not be looking for pattern. Like, I for years, you know, since they came up with the short dance and put the pattern in, I would always look to see if I could notice, okay, when is the pattern starting? Because the steps are the same, you notice the same thing. And it took me a few events to really, Im- like, more embrace not having a pattern because it was weird. I mean, I've been watching dance ice dance for such a long time and it seemed different, but it's interesting. And did an article for icedance.com about what people were thinking about it. And it, it's an interesting read because there are a lot of opinions from coaches and fans and skaters that, and it sounds like, based on what I've been hearing, next season's going to be a little bit different, too. They're going to try some new things. Yeah. So it could definitely be continuation of moving in a direction away from 
the patterns and into yeah something yeah but we we must not also forget the history like the compulsory mm-hmm. dances made made ice dancing yes. so it's there there could be a happy medium between uh between not having it and having a full pattern yeah and i think they're they're experimenting with that next year and we'll see how that goes yeah i i like that they're tweaking it they're looking at it and seeing what works and trying new things because i think that sometimes people look at ice dance and think well it's stuck in this old way of doing things but i think there have been some significant upgrades with you know hip-hop but let's go back even a little bit further before this season you guys made a big decision you changed your coaches um you moved to london to train with scott how did you come to that decision and what was that transition like um well a lot of reasons went into changing coaches um ultimately we're really we're grateful for what Igor thought us, but we felt that it was um, it was time for a new environment for new coaches. And we made the decision to leave after nationals that year. And we contacted the Ice Academy of Montreal. Um, and we talked with Scott and Patch a lot. And they told us that it would be a difficult transition because the two styles of skating are very different. Um, the approach to training is very different and I I heard that and I was like yeah sure it's gonna be hard and like it was hard it was actually <laughs> really hard um, and I think last year you saw some growing pains a little bit but I feel like this year we're starting we feel more comfortable and we're starting to really come into our own and just skate better yeah yeah, it was it was it was pretty difficult. I have to say, like um, being with the coach for so long, it's um, it's hard to change everything. It's like you, everything that we've learned was with with Igor. So go going to a new environment, new styles. It's it was difficult, and um, now I think how well we're doing is kind of the the all the years. Um, or um, all the time that has passed um, is kind of the payment for that. Like we had to learn, we had to grow, um, we had to get comfortable. And also I think the addition of Maddie and Adrian was, was great. I think that that kind of put the bow on, on our new training camp and um, helped in a big way. Yeah. I was going to ask about Maddie and Adrian, what do they bring to your skating and how, how have they helped you this season? They have helped so much. Like they they make a huge difference. I'm so happy to have Maddie work with me every day. She's like she's truly the best female skater, I think. Um everything from how she handles the partner to the way she skates and presents herself, like having her teach me every day is so important and so so helpful. And I don't think I we would have had the season we had this year without um, her or Adrian. Yeah, they they're extremely hard workers. I mean, they uh, they get like let's say Scott gives them Monday off and they're in Toronto, they'll come back early and uh, work at home, work from home, and sell documents and do this and that. Like they they are truly embracing this new this new path of life uh, for them, and they're they're fully committed. And the energy they bring is just 
is just fantastic. Like Christina said, uh, I don't think we would have the results and the and the programs we have we have now if it weren't for them. Are they coming with you to Worlds? No, Scott is the only one from London going. <laughs> so what is it like? I mean, just last season you were competing against Maddie. And now she's on your team. But it sounds like from Anthony that she that she and Adrian are really embracing this next step in their careers. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that we were competing against <laughs> Maddie and Zach. I'd say that we were in the same competition as them. And okay. um because we really we really looked up to them. I mean, we they're they were one of the best in the u.s and just like being at the same competition with them and seeing them um, warm up and perform that was an honor so I, I i wouldn't say that we competed against them but um at the same competition and with all right <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so um let's talk a little bit about your style this season because you've kind of started to build the christina and anthony style this season can you talk a little bit let's talk first about your rhythm dance and then we'll talk about the summertime free dance yeah (laughs) i think both our programs this year we've said this all year they feel really like us they feel authentic and they're easy to skate every day they're fun we connect with them a lot and i think that um we have to thank our coaches for that because they've really um, helped guide us into finding like who we are as people and as skaters and going off of our strength they're creating our programs and I think that's that's what's really helped us this year and what about your free dance in particular seems um it's more mature I think than some of the other programs that you've done um how did you get to that point to be able to, I mean, I went back and I've watched a couple of your more recent free dances and this one, it does seem like a step toward, you know, Mm -hmm. I think people forget for one thing that you guys are only in your early twenties. You're still very young, but you've been around for a while. I really feel though that you're taking this step this season with maturity how did you get to that point? Like what, what have you been working on and how, how do you pull that into your program? I think um, a lot of that comes from Christina. She, she's had a huge glow up over the past few years and with Madison helping with Madison being there and, and showing how, how to do it, how, like, how she would do it. It just, it, it gives the confidence to Christina to try some of the different things that Maddie provides and shows. And I think that has come across in our skating. Um, you say the maturity factor, I think a lot of that comes from Christina. And also at the end of the day, we don't have a compulsory going back to the previous conversation, like all the lifts are different and new um, we had the time to work um, each element and make it make sure that's unique and fluid into the next uh, transition. So I think all of that is a factor on how and why the maturity has shown up. Um, Anthony passes the credit a little bit. It's <laughs> obviously both of us. Um, I think as we talked about before, um, changing coaches 
like lifted a big weight off of our shoulders. And I think it's allowed us to be more free and to just like be able to dance in our program and connect with each other and have fun training. And I think that's the biggest difference on why we look more mature because we're just trained better and we're we're having fun and we feel we feel authentic to what we're doing. It feels very much like what we're meant to be doing. Now, I wanted to ask this to Anthony. Summertime, your parents skated to summertime. Did you know that? Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and did you see their like program before you started working on your program here with Christina? So I, I, I knew that they skated to summertime and they, they were so happy to, to see us skating to that. And when I first sent them the, the, the first few edits and the cuts, and they were so happy. I didn't get to see the program until I visited them um, after the Grand Prix season. Um, but again, that was a, it was a different time and it's, I'm very happy to skate to the same music. I think this summertime has so much deep history in it and it's there have been remixes and and different movies and everything so it's being part of that list and being on the same list as my parents skating to the same music I think um it's an honor it's an honor to be part of that history of the song summertime yeah such a classic song and you know and you know that your parents got to skate to it and now you're skating to it it's just kind of cool in itself. And, and Anne was very big. You guys have talked with Anne. She was very much, oh, please ask them about that. Ask them about what it's like to escape <laughs> yeah. to a program. We like to say Anne likes to go down the rabbit hole. And she found the time, the date that your parents skated to it and what competition it was <laughs> and everything. So, yeah, Anne loves like, the classic ice dance when and specifically music from a different era like she really is into that and so she connects i think with those programs when she hears the start of the music i can look at her and almost know okay this is she's going to be in it for this one because the music is going to pull her in right away and it's a lot of fun to get to see that but even if the music is from a different era, I feel like it's it's used a lot in modern day. It is. Um, and it's, I think it might be that same thing where it's like if you own a yellow car, you notice all of the other yellow cars because I, I hear it in, in in restaurants and in bars, even a coffee shop. I walk in, I'm like, oh, that's summertime. <laughs> so it's 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 fun to hear the different versions um out there and and to notice it as well so i i think this this piece goes beyond just the era that it was created in and and um i think it's uh it will continue to grow as a as a piece of music i'll go into a restaurant like you're talking about and i'll hear music and i'll oh and it takes me back to either what i was doing when i first heard the song or did someone skate to it and I remember the performance because it was really special or some other piece of my life. And I think music has a way of connecting people that we, in a way that I don't think we even realize that it's happening. It just, there's just something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope, I hope our free dance has, has invoked that in, in people in the, in the people that have seen a, uh, the free dance this year and gone to the competitions and saw it live like that at the end of the day that's the goal for us so you are getting ready you'll be going 
uh, back to Japan because um, you've competed there for NHK Trophy. How excited are you or how does it really feel to be, I mean, Japan is a country rich with skating history and fans that are incredible from what I've heard. What is going through your minds? <laughs> well, I think this is what everyone's telling us that's going to set the bar really high for all the other world championship <laughs> we'll hopefully go to because like this is just going to be such a great one because Japan's they hold the best competitions like it's it's one of my favorite countries to go to um the people are incredible the like everything is just perfect so i'm super super excited to go next week and um it being in saitama the uh, from what i hear the stadium is is huge it yeah. seats a, a large amount of people so we're we're venturing into a territory that in a way we've never been in like this is the probably the biggest event that we'll go to um and it's it's an honor it's an honor to go and japanese people the japanese people love um watching figure skating so to see that love for the sport it's it's pretty great it's pretty great to see and people being in the performances and clapping like that's what we love so it's going to be it's going to be fantastic now, your coaches have been to quite a few world championships. Have they told you guys what to expect or given you any pieces of advice as you prepare for worlds? Well, we're trying to approach it like we would any other competition, to stay prepared, stay in the moment, and just take it one step at a time. Um, and they just want us to go out there and have fun. Like, we're not going to win we're not like we're going there to skate our best and the outcome will be what the outcome is but we just we want to go there and put out two good and strong performances like what we've been doing in training um and we just get to enjoy it with a lot of people watching i think the the best advice i've gotten from our coaching staff and i'm paraphrasing but it's it's to use this competition as a way to progress um, into next season and into our eventual goal of competing at the Olympics. I think this is a big stepping stone in the right direction. And it's just to use this competition, skate, have fun and, and progress. Speaking of the Olympics, do you have an update on Christina's citizenship that you can share? Well, I have my green card. So it's just, and I've had it for a little while. So it's just, waiting at this point but it should it should be here before 2026 going back to resilience and and everything and determination christina makes a huge sacrifice of driving every day to london ontario from michigan um it's about an hour drive and she goes back and forth every single day like that is a huge commitment that she does and that shouldn't go unnoticed because it's it's a lot it really is a lot, especially in in weather situations. Oh, and yeah. After some really hard training, um, that that doesn't go unnoticed at all. Like uh, the commitment, that's it's a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna ask a little bit about this. What is your a day like for you, Christina? If you're going an hour back and forth over the border to train, huh. <laughs> how how do you do it every day? That's that's a lot. Um, yeah, well, so it's really not that bad unless the border, unless the border agent is rude to me. And that only ever happened when there's like a new one. 
But if I start my morning, like when I'm crossing at like 6.30 a.m. and the border agent is rude to me, like that just, that's not a good way to start my day. <laughs> no. No. Um, no one should start their day with anyone being rude to them. That just that just puts you in a bad mood right from the get-go. And it's hard to switch yourself from that. Yeah, but then I have like 45 minutes to get like regroup <laughs> like let leave that behind me but most of the time they're they're honestly super nice um if anything the canadian side is like like they ask more questions the american side they're like hey how was training today <laughs> when's your next competition it takes like it takes like two minutes so it's really it's not bad yeah and how long are you over training for how long are you in canada training each day um, like on the ice, about three and a half, three to four hours. And then usually we'll have an hour of off ice. We don't really get much break. So it's like, it's a pretty short day. Um, so like, let's say we start training at 8am. Normally I'll be home, depending on our off ice, I'll be home around like three o'clock, four o'clock. It depends, but yeah. It's, it's, it's totally okay. <laughs> I think if you have a good podcast and a good music to listen to in the car, that can make the time go fast. Cause I used to commute an hour each way for work and yeah, a lot of people do it, that. <laughs> it's a lifeline. As long as you've got something in your ear, I think I listened to music on the way to work because I had to get like pumped up and then podcasts on the way home to just kind of chill. Yeah, I was listening to a uh, true crime podcast for oh, a while, gosh. and I had to stop because, like, I live alone, obviously, and like, <laughs> it just it wasn't yeah. good. I wasn't like I wasn't sleeping. I thought people were in my apartment. Like, it was it was bad. So I stopped that. Now I'm looking for something new to listen to. <laughs> yeah, those can definitely uh, mess with your head. I think I love yeah. them. I do too. I just need, like. I, I would need someone I know that, like, lives close to me. Mm -hmm. Just in case. That makes sense. <laughs> totally makes sense. So, Anthony, you mentioned that Scott said, I think, to think of Worlds as a way to, you know, transition or look forward to next season. What does next season look like for you guys? Have you started to think about programs or are you... I Yeah. What have you been... How is that process? What? How does that work for you? But I think the 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 brainstorming has started, uh, for sure. But I like the we discussed Christina and I that like we're so focused on these world championships and we're still still so involved in this season that we can't really come up with anything concrete or come up with even a few songs that we want to skate to next year because we still love our programs that we skate this year and. Um, it's a blessing to skate them every day. So it's going to be sad to say bye to these ones. Um, I can't really say much about the, the next season because for now it's, it's a big mystery, but. It's a playlist. Um, <laughs> yeah, a play yeah. Okay. That's good. A playlist is good. Yeah. A playlist is good. Um, yeah. The one thing that's intrigued me about next season is obviously the rhythm dance is going to take this eighties turn. Like there, it's going to be music from the eighties. Um, and Gina knows I, <laughs> I wasn't super excited about it, despite the fact that that's my era. 
like I was a teenager then. What do you guys think about it? Like, have you listened to a lot of music from that era? <laughs> yeah, well, we we didn't realize how many songs, popular songs, are from the 80s. Like, you, you're scrolling through TikTok, and there's there's different trends here and there, and a lot of the songs are from the 80s. So it's it's fun to also learn the deep history. Like, we weren't alive, of course, but to learn that that era of dance and to really dive into it it's it's fun to learn and it, like especially my parents they grew up listening to music in the 80s like that was their era so um they're they're just as excited as we are and it's it's fun to learn it's a it's something that um uh, we're happy and excited about yeah i think it's gonna be fun i was a little worried at first because there's no like style of dance that's prescribed yeah um because 80s music is just like it's music um but like now that they've explained it to us a little bit they really want to feel like the they want to have the feel of the 80s so I'm really grateful that we have the choreographers we have um to make our dance because we we weren't there so we need someone <laughs> to show <laughs> yeah one of the things that's intriguing me the most is how they're going to pull this off with costumes. And yeah. <laughs> I kept I, telling you, Daphne, yeah. about the side ponytails and the whole, like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Colors. <laughs> I don't... I'm worried about my hair and makeup, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Ain't it... <laughs> I can say this having been there. I don't think it was the greatest decade for hair. I think. A lot of damage no, was don't. done <laughs> to hair. Um, Aquanet, which was a brand of hairspray. I don't even know if it ex still exists. The amount of Aquanet that you would be able to smell when you walked into the locker room from people <laughs> doing their hair. Um, yeah, it would have burned the whole school down. It, it was real. It was real rough. So I'm I'm so intrigued by it. I'm not sure if I'm on board yet. I've got to I got to see some of these rhythm dances first to be sure. Mm -hmm. I think it will be good, though. I hope so. It could. The music, there's so much music and I'm hoping that people find I some of the. I hope we don't have the same ones, the same yeah. songs. Everyone does the same songs. Cause yeah. Daphne, you and I talked about how, you know, you've got. It's just a wide range from the 80s. You have like the rock bands that were in the 80s. And I just hope yeah. people get creative. I think you yeah. guys will get creative, but I want to see teams doing a lot of different things with it. So, yeah, there's a lot of potential and a lot of deep cut music, too, that. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. We'll see. I'm excited, though. I will. I will now yeah. be optimistic because I've heard that you guys are excited about it. I'll be optimistic. Yeah, and <laughs> I can speak for us and our coaching team and the knowledge that they have. Um, I'm pretty sure the 80s theme is in very good hands. Awesome. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm I, I'm excited for that reason. Now, I, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. So will you guys take a break after Worlds or will you get going right into next season? Um, we're not sure yet, like if we're, how many days off we're getting after Worlds. You know, we won't be back on the ice on Tuesday, but like possibly Wednesday, Thursday, we don't know. Um, but then 
the following week we have a show in San Francisco and then we'll just keep training. We have our vacation plan, but they're a little later in May. So we're not taking time off just yet. So we both really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. But before we let you go, there's something <laughs> that we like to do with our guests on the podcast. Yes, because we ask these same questions to every skater that we have on the podcast. So there's a story behind one of the questions, but that's it. Yes. End. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if there was a movie about your lives, who would you pick to star as yourself? We did this at national. Someone asked at national, so I have my answer. They stole my um, answer like, questions. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Blake Lively. Ooh, good choice. <laughs> yes. Oh, she's great. So, so, could I give two? Sure. There were no okay, rules. Okay, so at, at nationals, at nationals, I said Leonardo DiCaprio, but the more I talked with my friends and the more I kind of thought about it, I feel like Owen Wilson is a better, better character okay. for my. Um, <laughs> my movie and you were gonna say mr bean because you keep <laughs> repairing everything you do to him yeah so I'm just like, <laughs> mr bean is lovely he I'm is owen wilson is a lot better <laughs> yeah i'm very clumsy and um i make funny mistakes so i yeah mr bean's another one but final answer <laughs> owen wilson okay yes. those are they're All very right. different leonardo yes. dicaprio and owen wilson like Leo's yeah. much more serious, and Owen Wilson is much more comedic, funny. And I could see Blake yeah. Lively going with both of them, so yeah. it would work perfectly. Let's make it happen. Yeah, or she may just bet, just push them both aside and stick with Ryan Reynolds. Like she may decide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She may just have to do that. All right. So, what is your most used emoji? Mm. I think it's the the laugh cry one. Yeah, for me, I think it's the monkey that like covers his eyes, or the one that's like laugh crying. <laughs> okay, so you're singing karaoke. What is your go-to song? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> hmm. Careless whisper by George Michael. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, you're getting you're. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Maybe like a big dramatic like Celine Dion song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, what TV show are you currently binging or do, what TV show do you want to binge when you have some time? I just rewatched Wednesday. <laughs> I've been hearing that I it's need to watch so that show. No, you do. You need to watch Wednesday. It's so good. Uh, but okay. Christina, did you learn the dance? Yes, actually, we made a show program to Wednesday. We did yeah. a show in Oregon um, to Wednesday. And hopefully we get chosen for the gala at World so we can do it. It's I loved I but loved I think uh, <laughs> I think this is one we might keep. Maybe for the beginning of next season or even all of next season, because we we love doing it. Good, because yeah. I want to oh, have okay. an opportunity to see this. I'll go. I don't <laughs> always go to the gala, but I, I'll make an exception. I want to see this. Because <laughs> right. I've seen the dance. Um, I haven't seen the show yet, but it's on my list. And I'm I'm currently binging uh, Peaky Blinders. 
Ooh, Killian Murphy. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Yeah. I've seen a couple of episodes. I have to get back to it. Netflix is a treasure trove of TV <laughs> right now. It's so hard oh, to yeah. keep up with it all. So what country haven't you visited yet that's on your list of places that you'd like to visit? Mm, Greece. It's a popular one. Yeah. Um, Argentina. Oh, okay. that's a good one as well. Well, Gina, it's time to get to that last question. It's time for this question. Okay, here we go. If you were stuck on a deserted island with three figure skaters, past or present, who would you want to be stuck with? Now, let me re- tell you a little bit about this. You can either be on this island and you need to try to get off the island or you could just be on the island and have a good time. Now, I will tell you the story behind this. Jason Brown could not answer this question when he was on the podcast. He waited until nationals to give me an answer. And when he did give me the answer, he went into like great detail about each of the three people he chose. So that's why this has become the famous question because it took him like, I don't know how many minutes. Oh, this is so hard. And he was going, oh, and then I got three. Yeah. Three months later at nationals, I got to ask him the question again and he gave me an answer. So there you go. Again, you can be staying on the island and just having a great time with these three skaters or you can be trying to get off the island. Your choice. We're not like starving on that island, no, like trying no, to survive, no. right? We're just, we're just having a good time. Right. Yes, if that's how you want to do it. Yes, okay. if you want to try to, like, you're stuck and you want to get off the island, that's your okay. choice too. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stay on the island and just have a good time because those figure skaters are gonna be easier. To pay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this is gonna take us a minute. Do you have yours, Anthony? Yeah. Okay, go. Um, I would choose Brandon Fraser, um, Jean Luc Baker, and um, Adam Rippon. That sounds like a lot of fun. Now, are you trying to get off the island or just having fun? Oh, he's having fun. I think I think I'm having fun, but at the end of the day, we will come up with the plan. Forever, how long it takes, I don't know, a couple weeks, a couple months, we will come up with a plan to get off the island. Okay. All right. It'll be very elaborate and very hilarious. All right. Um, I would like to join them on that island <laughs> because that's a really fun group of people. <laughs> and just like I would just like watch them all day. <laughs> I would watch them like get off the island. That would be fun. It's like reality <laughs> TV. Like it's better than what I yes. see for reality TV. It would be fun to <laughs> yeah. see how they would come up with an idea to get off the island. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are three we haven't heard. Yeah. Those are three names we have not heard yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten Keegan Messing has been a popular one. I will say. Oh, that. that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. He would get you off the island, possibly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones that we had. Michelle Kwan uh, came up because yeah, she Kwan. has connections oh. <laughs> and people would notice if she was missing. Yep. So. Smart. Okay. Nathan Makes Chen. That's a, that's a good one. Nathan Chen. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's been interesting. This question, <laughs> yeah, it has a history now because of that one instance, but we've not had any other issues people have been able to come up with. Like Yes, and Nam, they Nam was like, boom, boom, this. boom. Three seconds. <laughs> he just spouted out three names. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. So we want to thank Christine and Anthony for joining us on this episode and wish them the best of luck competing at Worlds. Gina, would you like to let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, at thiswkinskating. And then Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. If you've got a question for Anthony and Christina that we can pass along to them, you can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback that we've received. Keep it coming. It helps us guide where we're taking the podcast next. And with that, we have reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>